You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Orshel Green and Lillian Kriegler. Hello again. You're back with Orshel and Lillian on the Thinking Effect podcast. And we are now on to episode 12. How can we improve children's thinking by breaking habits? But first, let's say hello to Orshel. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, thank you, Lillian. I'm really excited about this uh, episode as it's all about, you know, shaking things up and um, doing things differently. Yes, it is so interesting. You know, we get into habitual thinking and our brain, we've said it before, is actually quite lazy. It likes to predict everything. And it's a really funny thing at the bottom of my road. When I go for a walk, as I turn the corner, I look up the road and I always think that I'm seeing a man wearing one of those, you know, bright fluorescent green um, jackets. And actually, it's not that at all. It's, it's a sign at the top of really? my road. <laughs> But every time I come around the corner, my brain looks at it and says, oh, okay, that's a man in a fluoro jacket. And <laughs> I have no, it, but it, it just likes to predict something and it makes sense in its own way, you know, uh, but I have to then process what it is. So our brains love to, to just d- predict something, you know, look at something and say, oh, that's what it is. Um, but we want to shake that up a little bit, don't we? Yeah, of course. And um, this is so true. Our brain is lazy. And and actually, our brain wants to preserve energy because um, surprisingly, even though our brain is not, you know, such a big organ out of all our body, it consumes 20% of the energy we eat. So our, our brain is hungry for energy. And this is why it tends to be lazy and preserve energy whenever possible. So if we're doing something repetitively, if the brain is familiar with things, it turns itself into an autopilot. So it's not really there. We're not really there in that situation. And I notice how it happens to me when I, let's say, uh, sit at the same coffee shop that I've been sitting there for a hundred times before. And so I actually often don't really see what's going on around me. I don't really notice. Um, And, 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 and when we think about our students in a classroom, when their brain is on autopilot, it means that they're not really paying attention. They're not really seeing, hearing, and sensing everything that's around them because it's familiar uh, and their brain is on, on autopilot. And so they're not fully present within that lesson. That's right. And look, I mean, you know, we're saying the brain is lazy, but in some ways it's doing it to help us because if we had to negotiate and think about everything all the time we you know we'd be in a total state of confusion but because we get used to an environment we stop seeing it and um, I follow the work of uh, Tony and Barry Buzan who created mind mapping you know and they did a lot of research on the brain and they say that we you know, we, we learn new things when our senses are excited. Um, so the minute we see something new, it's just like my cats, you know, they walk in the room, they'll see the first thing that's different and they'll go there. Um, we remember often the first thing that happens 
And the last thing that happens, so if we make those memorable, that's great. Um, and then we remember what we're interested in. But, you know, you have to, um, for, for ourselves to be mindful and for the students to continue that, to give them opportunities to see things, um, even the same things, but in a new way or to see new things. And that's what this episode is all about, is to, you know, perhaps just think about it a little bit more and offer some variety in the program just, uh, just to make the students more aware and to wake that brain up to say, oh, what's this? This is something a little bit different. And then it'll process that really well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an invitation for teachers around the globe to be creative with their thinking, right? This is, for me, it's a fun part <laughs> because teachers as well, you know, um, they get used to coming to the same classroom every day and doing the same things every day. And, and it brings fun and excitement for them as well to, you know, you know, spice things up, shake things up, make it different. So I think it helps everyone, students and teachers alike, to better enjoy their time at school and, and have fun with each other. And, and this is where you can be really creative. And, and a few ways to do it, for example, you can change the environment. So if you used to teaching your students in your classroom, why won't you take them outside for a session? Learn outside in, in, in the fresh air or maybe in nature if you can. We know how uh, beneficial it is to spend time in nature and how um, it helps to de-stress. And, and, and we learn better when we are calm, when our brain is calm. And so it's, it's very beneficial in many different ways. So you can take your students to the park and have a session there. Or, um, or if you have at the school, you know, some area with trees and grass. Uh, maybe you can take them to um, the library to have a session there for a change. Or maybe you can um, build a big tent in the classroom and get everyone in the tent, study, study in the tent. <laughs> I remember when my children were younger, we used to have a tent in our living room and we would get inside the tent and read stories there or have a tea party for you know the teddy bears in the in the tent and it's so exciting and fun it makes things different um or maybe i don't know teach them in a dark in the dark with torch with torches um so you can definitely spice up and change the environment to make it different and kind of um get them to be more present and aware and and take a part in the session in a meaningful way that's right. I mean, the minute they encounter something that is extraordinary, it switches the brain on. Um, and the environment is one thing you can do. Also, you can change the roles uh, of the, the players in the education space. So maybe for one day, you know, you get the student to be the teachers uh, so that they and look I know that educators do this often but it is it just changes the child's um, perspective and it changes their sense of responsibility about it because you know today I can't be writing notes to my friend and passing them on because actually <laughs> I have to be out there teaching them about multiplication or whatever it is so they're definitely more focused and switched on so yeah changing the roles 
is lovely or bringing in someone new, someone else who might be the teacher, you know, it might be the guide dog that comes in for the day. And, you know, you might be talking about um, empathy or you might be talking about emotion or whatever. And here you have this beautiful visitor, this great guide dog that comes in and, you know, the children will remember that for years to come. Whereas if we just have a normal lesson, they, they don't have that. So switching around the roles is another way of bringing in and breaking habitual thinking. Oh, definitely. I love that. I love switching roles. Um, a few other ways to go about it is maybe get, I don't know, year six students to teach year three students. And, and that, you know, help year six students as well, you know, being more responsible and, and, and being proud of themselves, you know, that the fact that they can now teach other children what they've learned before. And also in terms of bringing guests over to school, which is another thing I love because you bring someone with different way of thinking and different experiences, is that you can think about involving the parents in, in teaching. You know, you have, if you teach in a class of 24 students, it means you have about 48 um, people with different profession, different experience that you can uh, lean on and leverage in order to teach your student different things. So different parents brings different uh, expertise and unique perspective and experience from the job market in terms of how things really work. So they can actually teach your students very valuable things and teach it from different angle. Uh, and, and I think the students will be excited to have parents coming over and, and teaching. Uh, so that's another way where you can switch roles and uh, shake things up and um, make it more interesting and fun. And, and it's also a way to bring your parents closer to the school community. And the more you involve parents within the school environment, within what's happening, the, the closer they are uh, to yourself, to the school, and, and therefore the better um, outcome is for everyone. Because when you have a close community where everyone is involved, everyone is invested and doing their best to contribute to, um, to the goal, which is helping their students learn. That's right. I mean, one of these people you bring in might be a scientist and bringing in the tools of a scientist. And I know we've spoken often, um, Walter, about zooming in and zooming out and how that can change things, change them up. So, you know, if you bring in a scientist and he's got, uh, or she's got uh, uh, magnifying glasses and microscopes, you can see the things that are in the classroom in completely different ways. Um, you know, and that in Reggio Emilia, where I've traveled several times, they have this beautiful pedagogy of learning there. And one of the things they see is finding the extraordinary in the ordinary. And I think that, you know, if teachers just think, how can we make this very ordinary day a little extraordinary and just generate a little bit of awe and a bit of wonder and a bit of interest, um, that definitely washes away habit, habits of thinking and, and boredom and, you know, lack of engagement. So we really, um, I love the idea of seeing the extraordinary in every day. Absolutely. And it's bring appreciation also to, uh, you know, regular things that are around you, suddenly you see them differently. So I like this idea as well. And you can also be more creative in shaking things up in many different ways. One example might be 
um, to say to your student, okay, you know what, today, we're not talking with each other like we normally do. Today, if you want to ask a question or answer a question, we're going to sing it or wrap it <laughs> or, or dance it or whatever. Uh, so you can be creative uh, as much as you want and come up with wonderful ideas. Uh, we just need to think about introvert and extrovert personalities when we come up with different ideas as we want it to be all inclusive. Uh, so that's another thing to think about. Yes, well, you'll certainly find out what um, people's talents and skills are. And, you know, we've spoken regularly about creating norms and protocols and, um, you know, rules of engagement where people feel comfortable. So you're not going to 100% spring, them, spring on them something <laughs> as, as um, radical as we've got to wrap the rest of the <laughs> I'd hate to have to wrap the rest of this podcast. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> so as you're saying, being considerate of that is important. But, yeah, this element of surprise, um, you know, surprise is great in life because it, uh, it, wakes, uh, it wakes us up and we, we do get a new appreciation for things. And it's so much fun. <laughs> yes. And it's so much fun, absolutely. <laughs> so the what of today's episode is, you know, how do we, uh, the what is to change, to mix up habits, to add something slightly extraordinary into the ordinary. The why is because, as we mentioned, the brain thinks in patterns, it likes to predict, it is kind of lazy, and if it already knows everything, it doesn't pay as much attention as it could. And the how is to change the environment, change the roles, change something, change the perspective, change the way we do things to get children on board so that they develop a new interest for something and a greater appreciation. That's a wonderful summary, Lillian. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yes, we had lots of fun with today's episode and we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you can write to us at the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com and tell us about the wonderful creative things you you've done in your classroom in order to shake things up and make it fun for everyone. And one lucky educator will win something special, won't they, Lilian? That's right. So last uh, episode, Ortel's book, um, Think Unique, was up for grabs. And today, my book, Educameleon, um, Leverage Seven Dynamic Learning Zones to Enhance Young Children's Concept-Based Understanding, could be in your hands. So write to us at the Thinking Effect Podcast at gmail.com and we'll pop it in the post. That is a great um, opportunity to win a wonderful book. So go for it. And we will see you again next week in episode number 13, which is all about how do we help children engage the sensor to enhance thinking? Absolutely. The sensors are so important in learning. It wouldn't happen without them. And there's a whole brain dedicated to it. <laughs> yes. So, yes. We'll see you uh, next time at the Thinking Effect podcast. See you then. Bye.